When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture. Game Source, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, where we covered the winners and losers of this year's NFL Draft. Plus also as well, the great folks at LakersBall.com. Be part of the great forums that they have each and every day that they talk about so many things when it concerns the Lakers at LakersBall.com. Plus also as well, the great articles that Laker Tom has and Jamie Sweet has waiting for you at Lakerholics.com, plus our good friends of the Hoop Has Podcast Network. Big shout out to you, Mike, that goes ahead and does everything he can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break. And if you can support all of us and give us a subscribe on YouTube, it is sincerely appreciated. Big shout out again to our awesome YouTube followers and our awesome YouTube viewers. We've been getting some nice views even in the off season. We truly appreciate it. Some comments here or there. Headed towards my way, headed towards Joe's way, and headed towards Laker Tom's way as well. It's all in good fun. We know it is, but you do share your opinions. We do listen, and we do appreciate them so much right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Well, speaking of opinions, it looks like Jeannie Buss is getting a little bit more opinions than what was previous and previously anticipated because... Lo and behold, that appearance late in the season by Phil Jackson is not a solitary one, as rumor has it now, amongst a lot of the sources that are out there, is that the Zen Master himself has come out of the Montana Ranch. That's Phil Jackson, the guy who has more rings than he has fingers, and he's come back to go ahead and help assist in the coaching search, if you believe what the rumors say which makes it an already, I don't know, well-convoluted issue, which Laker Tom and Joe Sorrell and I have talked about at nauseum. It just got a little bit more convoluted. Actually, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and hit up the guys now, their thoughts on it. So we're going to go cover that. We're going to cover the continued coaching carousel with who the Lakers might be interested in, who they're asking permission of, who they can't ask permission of, and, of course, an NBA playoffs update. But here today to talk about all that, I'm going to start first with the man first up. It is the guy behind so many great things at LakersBall.com. It's Joe Soro. Let me ask you a question, Joe. With the rumors that the Zen master himself is now involved in part of this coaching hiring process, who isn't involved in this coaching hiring process? Because it seems like the list is now just never ending. I know we are, but maybe outside of that. Is it true, though? Is oh, do we know. do we know for sure that Kurt Rambis or Linda or Rob, do we know is it confirmed that all these people are involved in the decision making? Well, well it's we, on the internet, so it must be true. Okay, so that's your first problem. <laughs> uh, I do see that they're talking to up and coming coaches. Yes. Which is a good sign. 
That means they're not just sticking with rehashed, replayed, rerun type uh, coaching. Can I just indicate Sham Sharanio did report that the Lakers have asked permission for at least the assistant coaches on the Toronto Raptors staff. Unfortunately, they're not going to be getting a hold of Nick Nurse because that was quelched mm-hmm. by Masai Ujiri already, saying the Lakers would be dreaming if they could go ahead and get uh, you know a chance to talk to him. But the assistants are fair game. Did he say, actually say that? Masai Ujiri? Yes, yes, he said that we dreaming. Yes, he said oh, he, he went yeah, but he a, said it in a comical way, yes. not necessarily. He didn't come out and say there is no circumstance under which I would not coach the Los Angeles. No, but place. he said we. He said it's nice to dream. You know, he yeah, dreams right. all the time of getting Kobe on the. the talk it could about be negotiating the, for a yes, first round stars. draft pick. It could be yeah. a lot of different things. Yeah. So, the advice from a basketball man like Phil Jackson isn't something that's a problem. I think that's who you want to get advice from. This is someone who's coached the greatest players of all time, is a master psychologist, at least in the sports world. There is some skill set there that can, can come in handy. Which direction they end up going uh, from, from what I've seen so far I think they're going to probably have to go with someone that's new. Quinn Snyder, Nick Nurse. <laughs> I know D'Antoni's, there's some rumors that D'Antoni might be going to Charlotte. Obviously, D'Antoni, Mike Brown, those guys cannot be coaching the Lakers again. That That's a no-no. Well, but, Quinn Snyder hasn't been fired yet, so it looks more and more like the Lakers would have to do something as far as... Yeah, 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 it would... It would Maybe uh, maybe Utah's waiting on their decision on which which of their big two are they are they going to trade before they True. fire Quinn, or maybe or maybe they just angling for a draft pick before they fire. I'm not a supporter of of spending player assets for a coach. That's just not. I mean, it would have to be something where if they had to give up something to get Phil Jackson in 2000, that's that's a completely different story. But Plus, we're also on the exact opposite of actually the number of draft picks we have from, let's say, someone like Oklahoma City, like a team like that. I mean, that has an abundance that could actually play with something like that. We yeah. we have very few assets to offer. Well, I, I don't, I don't. There's no. They've they've been keeping it somewhat quiet, which is good. There is some public stuff with them trying to speak with again assistant coaches on winning staffs. That's a good. That's a good indication that they're 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 smartening up a little bit and making sure that you know they do their due diligence. The due diligence is important. The last coaching search, they 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 went the right way in in, in trying to get Monty and trying to get Ty Lue, and they respectfully declined. And then they got Frank Vogel, which in my opinion was the right coach between 2019 and 2021. For that team, which direction they go now, we've talked about this and I'll, I'll just kind of keep it brief on this particular situation. Uh, you want to think beyond, you want to think AD taking over at some point and you, you want that coach to be a part of that. So whomever they get, which I believe if that's the case, they're going to need to get a Darvin Ham or, or one of the assistants from, from Toronto, someone that has some talent, someone uh, that's come from a winning situation and someone that you think might have the temperament to deal with a LeBron James. I think they can deal with an Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is a, has always kind of come off as someone who was very accommodating uh, for a star of his magnitude. They're going to have to kind of deal with LeBron at least for the next couple of years. And then, you know, let's, let's see what happens after that. There was some talk about Becky Hammond. I don't know how, and that's some post from, from Lakers ball. I thought I'd bring that up. Uh, Becky Hammond, uh, if, if I was if I was her, <laughs> the last job I would want to start my possible iconic NBA career, I say iconic, you know, beginnings, meaning the first woman to be an NBA coach, head coach, uh, I would not want to start in L.A. L.A. is a vicious market to coach. It's a vicious market to play in. She would want to go... Uh, you know, replace pop. Maybe that would probably be the easiest thing for her. 
we're looking at, I believe if I had to make a choice right now, I believe we'll be getting a top-notch assistant to take over the team, and it'll be somewhat discussed with LeBron. Hey, what do you think about, let's say, Darvin Ham? And his saying, yeah, I, I think I could definitely play for for Dar- you know for for Ham, and let's let's see what we can do with with putting the roster together in a way where it, it works. They're wanting to have a coach before the draft. Sounds like they want this coach to put the team together a little bit. Which initially I thought, take your time and wait until after the draft. Considering we don't have any draft picks, at least before the free agency, that would make sense. But if that's what they end up doing. It's likely because they, I'm, it, at least I'm, I'm assuming this, and I know assuming is not good sometimes, but I'm assuming that they're doing this now to maybe have the coach have some influence on the roster. This is another good thing if you're doing that. And Phil Jackson being involved would make sense on how they're approaching this because Phil Jackson is a community guy. He likes the team concept. He likes everyone being involved. He likes everyone helping each other. So if that's the case... It, it starts to make sense why there's advice being asked from someone like Phil Jackson. It's, it's, it's going to be, again, guys, it's, they could do all this right, but in the end, can these guys, can the big two stay healthy next year? That's, that's the, that's the, the really the most important part is can those guys stay out there healthy, but if they at least get the floor, you know, secured with good good leadership and a good coach you know you 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 can't you can't solve everything i guess if you can't you know if it's not possible and at least this is a start it is a start indeed but i agree with you it's all about the health of lebron and ad this is rafael from nbadraftjunkies.com and you are listening to the lakers fast break Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I don't feel like that people have done that as much, especially with this international release. You can get it out there right now. I know you can get it out there, but it, it feels like this time last year, people have just been like, oh, you can get you the Here's cell phone copy. version yeah. that was taped somewhere where it's like, you know, shell shaky <laughs> has some dude or some family that's walking right in front of you as they're finding their seat with the popcorn already in hand. You oh, know, come that, on, you, really? yeah, that version is already available. Yeah. But I mean, like with a mono I, sound. There you go. Oh God. Yeah. That's, that's the worst part. You only get sound on the left ear, yeah. not the right ear. <laughs> I Something like that. You can find that version already if you really want it. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. And also here today to talk about the goings-on with this coaching carousel is a good man indeed. you got to go ahead and check out his latest articles at Lakerholics.com. Also as well, check out his Twitter because he retweets a lot about some things he sees in the Never ending cycle for the Lakers at Laker Tom on Twitter. This is Laker Tom, and in the words of Star Wars, may the fourth be with you. Truly appreciate you stopping by. You're, th- yeah, that's right, Joe. I said, may the fourth be with you. That's what they say on Star Wars Day. That's why I got this shirt on. So there you go. I, I prefer <laughs> Revenge of the Fifth. <laughs> <laughs> what, Cinco de Mayo? Tomorrow. <laughs> Well, I love I love Hispanic food. I love Mexican food. Absolutely love it. Love I love food that tastes good. Mayo. Well, there you go. Well, sorry, Mexican <laughs> food does it for me. It always tastes good. So you know what? There you go. Mexican food anytime for me. But Laker Tom, that aside, good to have you here, my friend. Your thoughts on this situation going on? Again, they're not trying to go through the same retread of coaches that, let's say, Sacramento looks like they've narrowed down their search to. They're actually actually reaching out to organizations that are winning and in the current place of a at or near or in that realm of championship contention. And they're looking to try and see if they can plug may or at least talk to some minds from from those type of organizations. You know, I have no faith at all that the Lakers are doing the proper things in 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 the last search for a coach and they're making the same mistakes this time in the, this search for the coach. Um, let me start by saying part of the problem with the Lakers always is that they, they want to have their cake and eat it too. 
And so they're always trying to do two things at once, you know. Let's get a coach that uh, can obviously handle the next two years of LeBron, but he's also got to take care of the transition with AD. And we might be rebuilding, so, boy, he's got to be a good development guy for young players and so forth. Um, So let's, let's say that's the coach that it appears that the Lakers want to get. Well, for LeBron, I mean, all of a sudden you've got, you've got a contradiction in, in what you're looking for because you're looking for somebody who's more than one thing. You're not looking for a veteran proven coach who's been a head coach to take over the next couple of years. You want to bring in Rajon Rondo like Brooklyn did and like the Warriors did and hope that in the very first two years of his coaching career, he can do the magic to get LeBron and AD over and win another championship. Or do you want to bring in somebody who's a proven coach like, like Snyder? Or do you want to pay a draft pick and bring in Nick Nurse, somebody who might be able to do all of those three things that you're looking to do? But when you try to split hairs like that, we're still in a win-now mode with LeBron James, and I hardly trust Rob Palenka to make the right trade for Russell Westbrook, much less to go and and do a complicated thing like pick a, try to thread a needle through and pick a coach for three different situations. Who are they going to pick? I have absolutely no idea. I I, I kind of I just don't think that it, at the most critical juncture in the last decade of the Lakers' evolution as a franchise that we're going to turn the club over to somebody who's never coached at the head coach level in the NBA. I I just don't see that being, if you ask me what they're doing is they're looking at guys, they're looking at guys who, Hey, if we end up, if LeBron doesn't agree to this extension and we end up rebuilding and trading him an AD, what kind of coach would we need then? Hey, Darvin Ham is perfect. You know, so is the guy from Toronto. You know, there's a whole bunch of those guys. They're, they're ready to make the next step up. Usually they make that next step up with, with a team that's a good young team, not with, not with a championship team that's, you know, 18 months ago was the NBA's best team. And you have LeBron James closing championship window, closing rapidly, slamming shot, you know. It's coming down like a guillotine. Man, I think you want to. I think you want to have somebody who's been there before and done it, and and so forth. You know, unless you decide that, what you're going to punt on the last couple of years of LeBron's time and not do the best thing. I mean, it doesn't make sense to me. So, I don't know where they're going to go. I also don't think that that uh, the rant by Masai necessarily eliminates eliminates. Uh, I thought that was fairly definitive. I mean, no, I don't think so because you got to look at what the whole thing is. These rumors and so forth in the Lakers' interest wouldn't have happened without without Clutch knowing and Clutch being behind it. I mean, he's a client. He's a coaching client. Nick Nurse is a coaching client. I think you give Clutch a little too much credit. I think they get a little too much credit. They're nothing without LeBron. If LeBron isn't talented, they're nothing. If you take the, if you take LeBron off of them, they are in the top five of total bookings for the NBA. Mm. Would you seriously they, give they, a twenty? They have a lot of top clients, man. Mm. You go down the list of people that that, well, that are their clients. Well, before I bring Kenneth Stone on, and I appreciate mm-hmm. him joining, real quick, Tom, would you really give a twenty-seven or twenty-nine first-round draft pick for Nick Nurse? No. Yeah, I would. You know why, you know why, Gerald? This team why? lacks stability, and they've lacked stability at the coaching position for a long time. And what what it really comes down to is it would be a commitment. to. It, I would view it as a commitment, a serious commitment of the team to go outside of the normal course and bring in the best coach they have and then to invest that money, pay him what a great coach gets paid, give him the power to create his own staff and then build a roster that he wants to do. He you can go- the kind of basketball that I like to watch. And I think he'd be a terrific coach. And yes, I'd give him, I'd prefer to give him the 2029 pick, but I'd give him the 2027. You can go get Jay, you, you can go get Jay Wright and not spend any draft cap collateral. And right. okay. That's a great idea. I'd go for wants. that too. I'd go for that too, Joe. 
Just don't give me an assistant coach at the most critical juncture in the franchise's history. And also here today is a good man indeed. He is already migrating over a lot more often to our on-air facility here. It is Kenneth Stone, a.k.a. Mr. Lake Show, wearing the Houston Astro colors. Oh, gosh. <laughs> That's, That's another terrible. argument for another day. That's another argument, Joe, for another day. That's another go. hour and a half <laughs> right there for you. Great to have you, you stay here, right Kenneth. here. You stay right here. All right, all right. He's been wanting to talk so, to you. So. He's been wanting to talk to you, Joe. But great to have you here, Kenneth. Kenneth, thank you enough for joining us. What are your thoughts on as you hear the you know, you see the rumors, you see what's being reported on, you hear what's going on as far as every day when you're you're listening to the other shows, you're listening to us and whatnot. What are your thoughts as far as how the Lakers should approach this? Should they get this whole entire crew in that they're talking about? Now they're talking about possibly even Phil Jackson in on this decision-making. What's going on with just getting a coach for the Los Angeles Lakers? It's a cesspool with the Lakers, honestly, in my opinion. Honestly, um, before I start with the Lakers, my mans with the headphones, like, like Run DMC, I got to get at them because I've been watching you guys for a long time and I've been holding this back for so long. What's up with you and my man, LeBron James? Like, come on. I've been hearing you for a long time and I've been like, man, you've been absolutely brutalizing my man, brutalizing my man. What, what's his name? What is his name? Joe Sorrell? I don't, don't, don't want to be improper here. I don't want to. It's Joe Sorrell. Joe Joe? Yes, sir. You want to know Joe? why? Joe, hold on, hold on. One second. One second. Okay. Well, sometimes I respect your opinions about LeBron James because it's it's accurate. Some you know every everybody in NBA falls short of you know their performance and what are they supposed to do in a game, the caliber that they have. But I feel like you hold LeBron at such a caliber. Okay, this is not about that. You asked me about the coaches, but I'm not I'm not gonna leave you on that point. I'm not gonna leave you on that point. But check this out. Um, I, I think when it comes to the Lakers and uh, coaching-wise, and then you consider Phil Jackson, who, I mean, let's be honest, we, we saw what he did with the Knicks, and the, yes. the New York Knicks, and it was his absolute atrocity. What did he do as the president and slash, uh, what was it, GM? What, what did he do? He had Derrick Rose. He had Carmelo Anthony. He was held like a – at the, at the sub train, you know what I'm saying? He couldn't do nothing. And we, we have this guy that's going to just come here and just think he's going to solve something for LeBron James, a four-time champion. And what, what did Carmelo do? You know what I'm saying? So, like, I mean, come on. I think the Lakers are like – I think we look at – okay, we look at the comfort of the food. Lakers and, like, what they're going to do, who can they can get. I, I think it's crazy because, I mean, we see all these coaches out here who can – like, look at uh, the Brooklyn Nets. They have Steve Nash, which let's say in the last couple of years that he's been there, if he could have done something with Kyrie, James Harden, and Kevin Durant, we would be all applauding him. But, like, it takes a certain degree of championship pedigree to really take a team, no matter the players that you have. We're, yeah, we're talking about LeBron James. I mean, this is LeBron James. But, like, on speaking about that, like, and even the Suns just takes a certain level to just take a team to a championship, and it just can't be uh, automatic just based on the t- amount of talent that you have. I mean, look at the Miami Heat that we saw the talent that they had the first year, and they failed against. So when we look at the field of talent that the Lakers can get, I don't think it's a matter of Phil Jackson. I mean, I think it's a matter of just them getting it right as players, the organization them as structurally as a basketball organization, them coming to it together as a team and offensive basketball, them deciding if they want to be defensively involved or not. And it's not about a coaching. I mean, look, we, we, we saw, uh, what was it? I think his name was David Blatt on the Cavaliers. What did he do? But LeBron still in 2018, he went to the NBA finals. Yeah, he lost, but like, we're not talking about coaches here. Like LeBron, he's shown over the years he hasn't had been the type of caliber player that's had these outstanding coaches. And to be like, just because he had an outstanding coach, he made it to the finals and even won. I mean, we're talking about a different caliber player here. We're not talking about Kobe. We're not talking about Michael Jordan. We're not. We're not talking about this. Is a different. It's a different era. Like 
it's it takes more than to to win a NBA Finals. Like, look at Steve Kerr; he's lost with Steph Curry. Like, come on, like, like, what are we saying here? Like, the, to find a caliber coach for the Lakers, it's not about the coach. The LeBron don't want to listen to nobody, right? At this stage of his career, it's going to be hard to say, okay, LeBron, I think you're wrong, and you need to do it this way. I don't think, I think they want to stick up to LeBron. And, and, they, but they're even that's the case, LeBron. Well, LeBron at his stage in the his career, the amount of years he's played, he's seen it all. At least he thinks he's seen it all. And I think that intimidates coaches. Yeah. I think it intimidates them. Well, we need a coach that doesn't get intimidated by that, and that's one of the things that the Lakers have have said behind the scenes that uh, Palinka's made it very clear that they want to teach who uh, somebody who's got a voice of authority on the team, and they basically felt that Vogel uh, basically didn't demand enough respect from the players to do the things that they were supposed to do. So they want somebody who is going to tell LeBron and AD when they're not hoping the holding up their end of the bargain. And it's kind of interesting because see, I have a different feeling about LeBron. I really feel that as a superstar, LeBron has been one of the, he's not, a, he's not, don't get me wrong. He's not a guy who's not afraid that if he doesn't like what the coach is doing, he'll get the coach replaced. But he wants to be coached. You know, he wants to be coached, and he understands that for a team to really operate well, there has to be a good coaching staff that puts in a cohesive plan that knows which sticks and and which treats to give different players and how to treat everybody differently and get everybody to pull in the same direction and and do the things that that create that cohesion, that create synergy, where the, the sum is greater than the parts. So... A coach is really important in that aspect. That's not to say that there aren't been teams with lousy coaching that have won on talent alone. But, boy, the, the way the NBA is right now where there's a star on almost every single team and two stars on some of the teams and three on others, you really need to have everything working. You can't walk in. I mean, injuries are going to thin out the crowd, so to speak, and eliminate some competitors. But basically – you're going to have to beat a lot of good teams to win the championship. And you're going to have to do it over a consistent period of time. And it, it, it's a combination of having a perfect storm of good luck to win and a good fortune and good health. And just the timing that this is your year. You know, 2020 was the Lakers year. Last year was the Bucks year. These years, who's going to be this year, you know? The problem with all of the various... You've got all of these different people in inputting into the decision-making process that Gerald went through. And you could probably add Phil Jackson and Magic Johnson as people outside of the organization that, that still have a great deal of pull within the organization. But you've got so many cooks in the kitchen, and Rob Palink is supposed to be the guy who makes the decision. He's supposed to be the one that takes all of this advice from, from the people that are above him in the organization, the people that are consultants to the organization, and the respected people that Jeannie Buss still considers their opinions as important. So he probably has to take all of these things together and come up with a plan. That plan hopefully has an identity for the team, and, and we have a coach that fits that identity, and we go out and we get players that fit that identity, and that's the, that's the strategy that controls all of the moves that we make during, during the offseason. Fortunately, the Lakers have a big advantage because they're a big market team. They've won 17 championships. They're in L.A. They're Hollywood. They got two superstars. And there's some players that don't want to do that. Kawhi Leonard, for example. There's other players who love the opportunity to play for the Lakers. So even though we may be a chaotic front office and a dysfunctional franchise, we still win, you know? And we're still going to – that's the way it's still going to be. We'll find a way out of this mess even though we don't have the best front office, even though we don't have the best coach, because most of the time we have the best players. And that glass for you is always half full. Of course yeah. it is. Joe, do you have any thoughts? What do you got to say, Joe? What do you got to say? Where do I start first? LeBron <laughs> or the coaching? My LeBron irritant is, it might be a generational issue to a degree, Oh, man. I'm a Gen Xer. He's a millennial. Gen X and millennials are like cats and dogs. However, I'll explain my irritation with LeBron. LeBron tends to say things 
in situations that a real leader shouldn't say. For example, and I've said this a few times, when you're talking about wanting to play with other players that are not on your team, that to me is a disrespect to those teammates that are on the team. And it's constant. It's all the time. Anytime he has a minute to talk, he's always bringing that up. That is one of the things I would say to him and say, look, what's, what's, what's this, what's this fascination with playing with every great player you've ever known in your life? How about focus on who you have right now on the team and let's go win it. Um, There was no issue with him and the decision, the decision to get together with Dwayne Wade and Bosch. I couldn't have cared any less during that time. I thought it was ridiculous that people were going crazy about that, but that's what people do because they have no lives and they need something to complain about. I don't complain about things just to complain about things. I'm complaining because he's an L.A. Laker, and he's talking about wanting to play with Steph Curry, wanting to play with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Magic and all these people. I'm like, at what point are we going to get past this? Now, LeBron James is the Peyton Manning of the NBA. It's going to be very difficult to run a operation on the court that's not going to be LeBron heavy. It's just that's just the reality of what we have to understand. Just like Peyton Manning, you're not going to run the Belichick offense like you did with Tom Brady. You, you Manning is the A to the Omega uh, when it comes to the offense. He makes pretty much all the decisions. LeBron kind of does the same thing, and that's fine. He's been able to prove that he is talented enough to be allocated that responsibility. So now as a General manager, as a team, your job is to equip the Lakers with talent that will benefit that particular setup, which basically means we need ballers who can shoot and ballers who can play within that system. The Lakers, and again, how do you know until you see it, right? LeBron has played with every star in his career, and it's played out well. This is the first time in his career he could not mesh his game with Russell Westbrook. So how do you know until you see it, right? So now one of the first things you got to do now is you got to get the right leader that's going to guide these guys. And then the next thing is you got to get rid of that that problem. When you get rid of that problem, I think, and and, and we're praying to God that they're, they stay healthy at least 65 games to 70 games next year for both him and A.D., then at that point, I think you're going to probably have a good result, probably get back to maybe 2021 results as, as things progress. I am not the only one, Kenneth, that is irritated by – yep, we've come from Kobe. <laughs> we've come from Kobe. Kobe was is my age or was my age. That's the mentality. The mentality is – Mamba. Mamba time. I have Kobe's logo on my work shirts. I have okay? Kobe's. Oh my, my, my profile pic on my Facebook is the Punisher. This is who we are, at least in my world. We are about dominating. We're about full steam ahead. And a lot of times, unfortunately, I have to deal with this in my personal life. There is some people that don't like the way I conduct things because I'm maybe a little too honest. Maybe I come off insulting. Maybe I come off insensitive, which really, if I had to pick the right word, I I do have that problem. I do come off insensitive and I do find myself, you know, having to kind of open up the discussion with that. So how does that tie into everything here? You know, again, you're always in that kind of, middle ground of common sense and emotion, especially when you're a Laker fan, a little bit of me and a little, a, a, a little bit here, a little bit there is we, we took a shot and we lost. Let's go to the next thing. And then, but, but I keep getting dragged in sometimes with, wow, these are really bad decisions. And are we going to get over it? And it's, it's, it's kind of, you're kind of stuck in, in mud a little bit until you obviously start seeing Wins, wins are the only thing that are going to solve the problem, and we're not going to find out at least for another six to seven months before that win, before that starts. And that's if that's if we take care of the big two, the first important two important things, which is 
making sure you get the right coach and making sure Westbrook is not in the Laker uniform in October. That is absolutely imperative and, and paramount. No, that, it's that, that not. Happens. No, it's not. It is. If, if Westbrook comes back next year, you will see a repeat of what you saw this year. If okay, 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 okay. Okay, okay, okay. Bring it to me. Okay, I'm going to tell you where you're wrong, which is why. Um, okay, can we all rewind when LeBron first entered the league, when he, when he was with the Cavaliers? Can we honestly say or speak of when LeBron was actually with a qualified coach, qualified up echelon that really took uh, or had a history of taking teams to a finals or even conference finals or even second round playoffs. That would take a while to look up um, until what he got to Eric Spolstra, which was really and he wanted him fired after him. the first year. No, 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 no. When, when he this first year championship, when he when he went to the Miami, when he first won as the, his coaching wise, Eric Spolstra, which is really Pat Riley, the Miami Heat organization, which was like grand, we get it. But anybody else, the caliber of that since then, those two years, and then he went to back to. The Cavaliers, he, I mean, in the beginning of the years, he had Mike Brown. He, we went back to the Cavs. He had um, David Black. And then he had, uh, they hired, I mean, I mean, when it comes to coaching of LeBron, okay, I'm going to break this down. When it comes to the talent of LeBron James, I think we're actually entering an era where we're actually seeing as the NBA in 2022, like, forget the past. This is now and moving forward. We're actually discovering and witnessing a player, honestly, that we got to keep it real. That can he keep? Can he be coached? Can he look at his experience and what he knows? And then you, then you think about the players around him when they join LeBron, and comparatively to anybody else at this point, when we're talking about Lakers moving forward. Forget the Lakers. LeBron could be on any team right now at his age, and we, I think, we would be saying the same thing, honestly. At this point. Who can coach LeBron James at his experience, his finals experience, his playoff experience, when he leads first in all categories, assists, points, field goals, and blocks? I mean, when we talk about these things, who can coach LeBron James right now that we're going to really statistically and point out the facts? We're not talking about these young players. He's like, like, so all I'm saying is that this. Yeah, point, let me finish this real quick. Let me sit, let me finish with your, with, with your question real quick. When you look back at the coaches, the great coaches, doesn't matter who it is. When you look at, let's say, let's use Phil Jackson as an example in, in the 90s against with the Bulls. That was Michael Jordan. Okay, Michael Jordan, it wasn't really about coaching Michael. It wasn't really coaching Pippen. It was more of coaching like the Kerrs, the Paxons, and those guys. You don't Do really you think Phil to- Jackson could have did that with, say, the Pistons? If it was the, the 04 Pistons, Pistons that yes. Michael Jordan went against, you think, trade them coaches, you think Phil Jackson could have did that with the bad boy Pistons without Michael Jordan. We give a lot of credit to Phil Jackson, but he had Michael Jordan and yeah. he had Kobe Bryant. But but you can look back and say Michael didn't win a championship until Phil became coach, and you can say the same thing with uh, Kobe as well. There's validity. There's It's, it's hard to say it, you, you still need talent to be a great coach, just like Popovich. One of the advantages of Popovich being able to do what he did, he's he's a drill instructor. You know, that's kind of his mentality, right? Yeah, but at the same time, the, reason- the Bulls got Phil Jackson. That's the same time Michael Jordan lost until they got Scottie Pippen. Yeah, but you have to you have to also understand that before Phil Jackson came, it was Doug Collins basically saying, all right, Michael, go do your thing. That's, that's why they were losing to the Pistons. Because they would just do the Jordan well, rules. Like we're talking and they about LeBron James. It wasn't that they were losing did because you watch, of the talent did you watch, because of did Michael you, Jordan. Did you watch they the last dance? because of the talent of Michael I'll Jordan, give you an, right? I'll give you an example. Here's the difference between Duck Collins and Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson is talking to Michael in the finals in 1991, and he's saying, Mike, Paxson is open. I remember that finals vividly. I wanted to go to Chicago and pick – Paxson up by the neck and throw him off a building. That's how angry I was. That guy did not miss. Okay, He didn't miss a shot in that series because Michael drew everybody in, threw the ball out, and that was the difference maker. That is what 
kept Michael preserved. That's why he was able to play 82 games a year. If he was going to continue to be one-on-four, one-on-three, he probably wouldn't have won six championships. Now, I'm not saying that the talent is the most important part. We all know that. Having Michael, having Kobe, having Shaq, it's important. But that coach, the coach, to put it simply, is supposed to create a system that helps the entire team while LeBron, while guys like AD can do what they do because in a lot of ways, yeah, they want to be coached, they can be coached, but their talent is so immense. Now, LeBron's talent is it's in the all-time great location. So he's won because of that talent. He's won because of that talent. He could have won more had he maybe had a little bit more viciousness in him, but that's a that's a story for another time. No, no, no. I'm not letting anybody off the hook. So say if Giannis in the Bucks, in the Milwaukee Bucks, if the Milwaukee Bucks, let alone if they make it to the finals, we don't even know. But if they lose, are you going to tell me that because a lot of people out here is telling me or the, the whole world is saying Giannis is the best player in the world. If he loses in the finals, let alone makes it, are you going to tell me is that because of lack of talent? Because they're saying he's the best in the world or are you going to tell me because that's a lack of coaching? Is that what we're talking about here? Because it's the same thing as LeBron. It could be He's the best player in the world. They're saying Giannis. Yeah, but it could be either. Best player in the world doesn't always win the championship. Every time, every time you have, every time you have a player who's one of the top five players in the country perform like Giannis did in the last series, you're going to have people declare him the best player. They do that every week. Before that, it was Kevin Durant. Two months before that, yeah. it was it was it was joking. You know, I don't agree, it, but keep going. There's no that, best player in the league really right now. LeBron is still the best player in the league right now. I think LeBron is still the best player in the league right now. Thank you, thank you. I can but, go to you know, sleep tonight. I, 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 I also think that it's too old. It's going to be interesting to see whether or not he can pull off Tom Brady <laughs> see, and actually continue to he be only the plays best one player side of the, the, by the winning. Court. And who else does it? LeBron has changed Steph his game so much. LeBron has changed his game offensively so much that he is now among the top ten three-point shooters in number of three-point attempts, and he's reduced the number of times he's attacking the rim. So part of that, part of that is a coaching problem because, and part of it is a front office problem because we haven't gotten shooters that would demand enough three-point gravity to create lanes for LeBron to have an easier job attacking the rim. So he's adjusted his game to understanding that teams are trying to stop him from getting to the rim. So he's going to try another way to score, which is by shooting a lot of threes. And he's going to get better and better at shooting the threes over the next couple of years because I think that's a big part of the picture, that it, the game that he's developing for his later years. Um, now, whether LeBron – the thing is, can LeBron win another championship? And the key to that is clutch sports because it's AD. AD has to come through if LeBron is going to win another championship because he can't win it on his own. Everybody knows that. You got to have a good second star and you got to have a good supporting task. And frankly, you got to have a coach that doesn't, that creates a system, just like Joe says, creates a system that allows LeBron to be better than he normally would be. I think you just hit the nail on the, uh, the, the, the hammer on the, I, I, because say if the, the Lakers had a – would it be a really coaching question if it's not a matter of LeBron and the coaching. It's really more so AD because if you question uh, – the season before they got AD and LeBron got injured, if had he not got injured, I think they would have made the playoffs and I think they would have yeah, far. We've all, obviously won. already seen LeBron in the playoffs. Without AD, I think they would have definitely had a beautiful chance. I mean, how can we discount LeBron James in the playoffs, period? after the, the history that he's shown us. And well, so, the thing you can discount him now, though, the problem, Stephen, is that it's the injuries, man. I think it's an AD problem. The injuries, the injuries have made us forget how good LeBron and AD were 18 months ago. So say if the, the Lakers had, say, uh, as instead of AD as a power forward center in the league, you scout the league and you say, who else could probably replace AD if they were to trade AD? For a caliber player in the last two good. years, just to, you know, you for just argument's sake to be like, the league is so small these days, but say, oh, gosh, you can match AD because we're all c- comparing somebody to AD because 
he's been injured, but him healthy, thing, nobody thing probably value wise in my mind, and and I don't think the other guys on this on this forum agree. It's AD, he's the AD. But Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons, the other guy who has that kind of value that AD does, because he can be he can guard all five positions. And really he's healthy, and that's the question. But yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see. I, I, the Lakers aren't going to trade AD. You're not going to throw away the last couple of years of LeBron's career by trying to rebuild and trading him and AD. Okay, well, what'd you say? You, your name is Tom, right? Tom? Right. Tom? Yep. Uh, let me ask you this. Over mm-hmm. the last two years, or even say in the future next year, would you take, would you trade, this is just argument say, I know this is far-fetched, this is... No, you I can mean, give me a deal that I would say yes to. Would you take AD for Draymond Green on the Lakers? No, but you know who I might take him for? I, I might take him for their new young guard, the star guard, who I think is Poole. Taking, Poole. I take him no, for, no, no. For, I take him for Poole, Kaminga. Poole, Kaminga, and their center. Realistically, Bam and, and Hero. Drives, I do a Bam and Hero switch. Yeah. What that's about a realist, that's I, a, What I'm saying, though, Stephen, what I'm saying is that Kenneth. Forget that. Kenneth. I, would, Kenneth, I, I would do that deal, Kenneth, but... The Lakers ain't going to do that deal. Jeannie I Buck think they're, they're, they they don't know what to do. I think they're really leaning on LeBron. But I'll say, what if you traded AD back for JaVel McGee? Well, I wouldn't do that. I mean, at least JaVel McGee think, stays healthy. You get four or five draft picks for LeBron and AD, four or five first-round draft picks, a couple of young stars. You could obviously jumpstart or rebuild. And I might do that. And, and let's say a great GM might do that. But Rob Palenka and Jeannie Buss are not going to do that. Look, all these ESPN the and all this stuff, they're, they're talking about, oh, let go. Well, maybe the Lakers should consider trading LeBron. Well, you know, in another world, that's, what that's, if they kept LeBron? They traded AD and they, like, went smaller and they just went normal big because we saw what LeBron and, did and he, with Tristan Thompson. We saw what LeBron did with uh, the bigs that he had in the Miami Heat. Like, like he doesn't necessarily need AD. He already won one championship with him. It's LeBron's future right now. Get some better, healthier power forward centers and just get longevity-wise guards. And LeBron, he's great. He can put up 50, like he said, anytime he can lead the league and score anytime he wants. At this age, like, consider LeBron's career. He's waiting on Bronny. He's, he's about to be a free agent if he doesn't sign an extension. Like, this is controversial right now. Like, he could be – look at the star talent that LeBron has that he's about to be the first player probably in NBA history that's just signed this many free agents. Contracts. Like, who else has done this? Allen Iverson, Carmelo Anthony, Michael Jordan. LeBron, he's about to go on the verge of signing the most free agent contracts in NBA history. And what are you going to do with that? As the Lakers, they are probably got a headache right now, right? No, I think uh, I know I the Lakers fans for, got I headaches. They're right trying now. to figure That's out true. how to optimize the last two years of his contract. I think all that matters he's, right he's, now. He's all that matters. He's going to sign a one-on-one extension that synchronizes him perfectly with Anthony Davis. The Lakers will then have two guaranteed years. They will limit the number of years they take back, probably to three, on any trades that they're going out there. Um, and they will pay a head coach what he's going to be paid. They will agree to give a head coach control over his assistants. They will spend money. They'll draft. They'll they'll give out draft picks. They'll take salaries back. They'll do whatever they can in order to improve the relationship and the team around LeBron and AD. And they'll go all in and gamble. I think that they may go out and get a, a, a really good starting center instead of AD in order to reduce the wear and tear on him. I think they'll do the same thing with LeBron. They'll want to limit his minutes. And I think they're going to hire a veteran coach, not a, not a secondary. Lakers need to get Kyrie Irving. <laughs> Joe, I know you wanted to chime in. And then we'll go ahead to the NBA playoffs before we head on out. But go ahead, my friend. I think I think we're starting to go off the track a little bit. On oh, We've been way off it for a while. Yeah, the, bring, us back, bring us back. Bring us back. We have to do first things first. We got to bring the right leader in to coach a team in a city that is 
foaming at the mouth as we speak because we're not winning. And this is this is someone that is going to have to. You're gonna. Have, that's the mo- the most important thing is you're gonna have to bring the next guy that's gonna understand how to deal with that. If you give him a four year contract, this guy's gonna have to understand its pressure every day, every hour, every minute of the day. Well, hold on, Paul. Do you do you have any problem with David Fisdale? Oh, he's not terrible. No, I would never T- hire him. Terrible. Yes, no. I agree. I would. I would not Absolutely hire not. David Fisdale. And not I know Phil Handy, that, not Fisdale, none of those guys. No, no, no. I know I you think mentioned Fisdale, the comments on, on Phil Handy. No, no, no. We we need we need a coach that that can put in a system that makes sense, that can motivate. Uh, Fisdale's a great man. I, I, I have a lot of respect for him. I think he's a good person. But head coaching material, especially uh, the, the field, Phil there's Handy's, nobody. There's nobody. There's nobody. Right now, yeah, it's looking like there's really there's nobody, nobody. Which which you're gonna have to. There's nobody but, that jumps off the page. Per se. Yeah, There's you're gonna have to pluck somebody that's up and coming. That we're that, gonna be we're gonna be forced is even though he's too valuable in the front office, we're gonna be forced to have Rambus. Hey, look at the, like the Brooklyn Nets. They hired a former player that was a player in the NBA. Like Rambus is not gonna the be Lakers the coach. Hire a former NBA player. Like they try to get Jason Kidd, but like. Who could they Phil coach the road game? The home you guys game. should see. Uh, you guys should see uh, Joe's comments game. on uh, Phil Handy being. Joe, no, I'm serious. Rambus out to handle the legitimately get. I I think Rondo would be a good choice again, but I don't think he'll be he'll be picked. No, no I don't no. think he'll be picked. Realistically, who they're gonna get is gonna be someone like a Darvin Ham, someone that's second. To a winning situation where they are, i.e., Toronto, i.e., Milwaukee. If you want to bring someone in that's fresh, that's healthy, that's young, that has some spry, that has some up in their in their in their game, that's what you're probably going to have to do. And again, the reason why I was suggesting a first-time rookie coach trying to tell LeBron James and Anthony Davis what to do would be a disaster. So you bring in LeBron. And let's say I'm going to use Darvin Ham as an example. Darvin Ham is six foot seven. He's going to sit down. And he's going to say, "Look, I'm going to tell you when you screw up in practice in front of everybody. If you can't handle it, then I can't take this job. That's going to be hard. Then, you, then, then that's the that, it, look. If the, Tim Duncan can do it, you can do it. Okay, yeah, you want to get five? You want to get five and six? Want to pass Gordon? You got to do that. If he doesn't do that." Then LeBron can stay at four. Remember, the, the Tim Duncan didn't want record. to be a coach. He, uh, that's not he how you, that's not how you get your like. star player to do what you want him to do. There is no other way, guys. Yes, there is. No, there isn't because we yes, just witnessed, we just witnessed someone who like, kisses like, somebody's ass and they lost. We have the guy. We have the yes man. We had him. And you, we just fired him. Matter of fact, we embarrassed him on the way out after winning a title in 2020. Whoa. That's not going to work. There's no more gray area anymore. There's no gray area. It's black and white. I know for a fact that the coaches, the way they talk amongst each other, they are not happy with the way the Lakers handle firing. You know what? I don't pay attention to that either because if they actually really meant that, they do something about it, but they don't do jack crap. They still take the jobs. They still get their money. So all that – I remember Van Gundy got mad when Black got fired. Okay, what's that going to do? No one gives a flying rat's behind because LeBron (laughs) makes $50 million a year. They brought in David Black. Nobody knew who they – David Black's making $3 million a year, and and, and, and his his, his main guy's making $40 million. He was leading the Eastern Conference. You realize that Black was leading the Eastern Conference. The 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 Eastern Conference for 15 years was the freaking JV team. I'm just telling you he was leading the Eastern You know what? The way the world is going and and TV media is going – I wouldn't be shocked if it was Magic Johnson. <laughs> Again, no. Showtime on show like the all the, the shows he's making. I would not be shocked. He got fired as vice president. Oh, magic, of Magic, whatever. Magic is done I with would that. Not be shocked now, what well, you're saying that's now for, is they call me Magic. Now it's going to be called they call me Coach again. No, Magic. Magic had a five and eleven record but in his one stint. It's got to be somebody, like right? It's Laker it's Tom. Be... We'll go ahead and make Laker Tom. Where did Laker Tom go? He finally got tired of our, our <laughs> coaching information. Probably, probably indeed. But if you have thoughts out there, you know where to go at Lakers Fast Break, Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com, here in the Facebook comments, or you've been great on the YouTube comments. I heard like Joe just went off on the YouTube comments. Late people going oh, off. Laker Tom was out for lunch. 
I'm assassinate Joe. Yeah, they, you they just got to get rid of that shirt. <laughs> that shirt needs to go in the trash. Okay, because you got a Dodgers fan. I'm in, I'm in Texas, fan. man. I'm in Texas. I, I don't, you know, be a Ranger fan. You know what, Ken, no. Kenneth? Oh, you, I'm an Angels fan, and you beat up on the Angels every year. Every year. Every I know year. Who, I, you guys beat up Angels, on the Angels beat up themselves. I don't need to beat them up. No, no, what are you, a Mets fan? They can't pitch usually. By the third month of the year, they're usually hurt, and they can't pitch. I understand that. But. Guys, before we head on out, the NBA playoffs are around. We just saw the Phoenix Suns dismantle the Dallas Mavericks in the fourth quarter. Yeah, people just should just turn off the TVs as soon as if Phoenix is leading, and you know by the time the fourth quarter happens, because they're they're undefeated for the entire season when they're leading in the fourth quarter. So you know, at going into the fourth quarter, I should say, so that's already two nothing as that series heads to Dallas. Uh, I know also as well we had earlier today. Without Joel Embiid, looks like Philadelphia is going to roll over to Miami. So hopefully Joel Embiid will get back when they head over to Philadelphia because they're down 2-0. The series, though, that's heading back to Milwaukee could be a feisty one as Boston and Milwaukee go back tied. Really looking forward to that one. And then, of course, you have the clean play between Memphis and Golden State. My gosh. I feel so so bad for. Can't help but, I can't help but I mean, hear the the irony in Steve saying that it was a dirty play. I know for when he's got the dirtiest player on his team. I think I swear Kerr is another kind of LeBron guy in that. Did he says, to do he says the most. He says the most out, outrageous things at at the most hilarious times, and you're sitting there going. No, he he, he was he was, he was like player. sticking up for he, he was sticking up as a player. coach. He was, and you got to credit for that. But also, no matter what, but the NBA misses LeBron. That who who does he have? No, the ratings were higher this year than they were last year. Well, you know, hey, and in the bubble, winning the pennant, and in the bubble as well. But but you know, Draymond Green got kicked out in Game One. Whether or not that was just a flake one or two, you could decide that. But there was no question on that's the topic. I think Draymond was the, the guy was already going down. Like, come on. Dylan Brooks, uh, that was clear cut. That was dirty, and uh, obviously we see the results. Gary, well, Pittman, like, we've been on street court all that happened in the Draymond situation. He got right up. Come on, man. He was got right up. It's just Gary Payne, the second pro guy down, elbow. and they raised. It's just the freak that he put his elbow out there. And it could have happened on the move Draymond did. You don't grab a guy by the damn jersey and pull him down to the ground. What no, he was already going down. He, I think he wasn't. I don't think he was trying to I would have done it. the ground. Like he clearly was in the air, so he gravity wise in nature of gravity, he was gonna come down. What goes up, gotta come down. I don't think. I don't. Again, I, I, I thought the the Dylan Brooks was dirtier than Draymond Green's, which is shocking. Way dirtier I'm telling you, the Astros is winning the pennant. <laughs> The Astros. And losing the World Series. I'm not going to say anything again. Wait a minute. The Astros, I thought they got kicked out for cheating. Kenneth, I'm not going to say anything because next week, Otani and Trout could get injured. So, you know what? I'm not going to say anything when it comes to the Yankees. They sound. Yankees have best record in baseball. You know what? Yankees, uh, you know, credit the Yankees. And they got beat last year by who? Last year by who? Yeah, That was last year. That that was last year. And then Joe's Dodgers. Yeah, they've won the world championship at before that. So there you go. All right. All right. But again, some interesting playoffs, especially Memphis, Golden State, as that heads to Golden State, one to one. And then you also have what's going on in Boston, Milwaukee, one one. The other two series, I think, are decided. If you have thoughts on the NBA playoffs, please share them. Lakers Fast Break on any of our social media, YouTube, and of course, where we get your podcasts. But guys, it's been great having you on our in. Hey, I don't mind it going off the rails because we always need a good source of discussion. We can always find a good source of discussion, whether it's LeBron James, whether it's the coaching carousel. We didn't even get a chance to talk to free agents. We'll go ahead and talk about some of that stuff in upcoming episodes. But, guys, great to have you here. I cannot thank you enough for stopping by again. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I, I'm at Joe because mano y mano. I'm coming after you, B. I'm coming after yeah, you. But man. you know what? Respect. For what he says is blasphemous. Well, respect to everyone was, for sharing the thoughts. I was born for the action. <laughs> Fair enough, indeed. But please let us know your thoughts. Always, Lakers Fast Break. Any shout out to the YouTube viewers. We truly appreciate everyone. Great to have everyone here. Thank you so much for stopping by. We'll see you on Sunday night. 
and Monday, wherever you get your podcasts, right here at the Lakers Fast Break.